In the Staff Room is brought to you by Teacher HQ. Teacher HQ is where talented teachers get hired. Find out more at www.teacherhq.co.uk. Okay, I'm pleased to uh, welcome Charlie Kennard to the podcast today. Charlie is the principal at East London Arts and Music. Charlie, do you want to give us a quick introduction to yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Charlie Kennard. Um, one of the founders and the principal of East London Arts and Music. East London Arts and Music is a um, creative education school that for 16 to 19 year olds based in East London, obviously. And we focus specifically on music, film and television and games design. And what we do is we work with those industries um, to essentially create the, uh, the leaders of those industries um, in the future. And we do that by creating real world projects in conjunction with those industries. So that's effectively our model. Excellent. Charlie, can you uh, tell us what is the biggest issue your school is facing at the moment? Yeah, so probably not too dissimilar from lots of other schools. The biggest issue I think that we're facing at the moment is based around our, our sort of operational um, capacity and our, our funding moving forward. We have had, we've been open for four years and we've had a very successful four years. Um, we were graded outstanding in all categories by Ofsted. We've had some fantastic results and our students have gone on to some absolutely amazing um, destinations really meeting our vision. I think in those four years we've we've worked very, very hard and I think lots of the staff and the governors of the school have probably given up and compromised a lot for that success. Um, and what we'd like to do over the next 10 to 15 years is, see is can we build a, a more sustainable model where you know we don't have to give everything and um and more in order to achieve that type of success and i think what you find in in the education sector is you know lots of the high performing schools um that are in that sort of top 10 percent when you go in and you look at what what's going on um people people are just are working at you know ridiculous rates and ridiculous hours on a weekly basis to achieve um those goals so you know we want to find a way of making Continuing with our success, but in a sustainable way, and I think that is very, very challenging based on um, sort of operational capacity and the funding we have to do so. So we still need to rely on people working well beyond the 1265 hours um, and people willing to make lots of compromises. Excellent. Thanks, Charlie. Um, what is going really well at your school at the moment and why? Um, so I think the culture amongst the staff is probably... Um, one of our biggest strengths. Uh, we worked very hard at the beginning um, of uh, setting our vision of the school and, and communicating that quite clearly amongst all stakeholders, um, including staff. I think if you ask any member of staff at our school, what does ELM stand for? Um, what's the organisation's vision? What's its mission? What are the key values that um, we, we try to operate by? Um, all the staff could do. I think when you're when you're setting your school up or at any point in your school, it's easy to to ignore those things and just focus on the the pressing day to day practical um, things which are going on. But we we really invested a lot of time in that at the beginning, and then we've consistently come back to it, and it just serves us so well. And our staff are so willing and committed to work hard because you know they very much are here for the vision and mission. They they have a clear purpose for coming to Elam every day, and you see that in their their output and their work and the way they think and the, the way they approach every problem. So that's probably our biggest strength and has allowed us to achieve the success we have done. Right. Is there any technology-specific innovations that are changing your provisions at the moment? 
Yeah, so we've been um, uh, we've embraced technology um, to quite um, a large extent. Um, kind of linked to the first point around operations of the school, and you know we have made decisions not to have a big reprographics department, not to have a huge admin team, um, not to have a recruitment team recruiting students, and we've we've been able to do that in in lots of cases because we found technologies. Um, that have allowed us to to sort of create efficiencies in those areas. So you know some very basic ones, which lots of schools will hopefully be using, are the Google Classroom is a fantastic um, teaching and learning resource, which we've sort of used extensively. The more broad Google Suite, which I think is just absolutely fantastic. So that's everything from you know Gmail to Google Docs, Google Sheets, and that whole platform are are absolutely fantastic. And we actually run pretty much our whole school on that um, and you know one of our core values is collaboration and that is is absolutely amazing and then we have some other technology we use um, for communication so we use um, uh, uh, an app called Twilio very extensively which allows us to do some great mobile communications and we have um, we work with a company called Zapier as well to do lots of clever integration between the different apps. So we, we do lots of different stuff which has amazing outcomes and it's something I think we're quite advanced in for schools um, and we were allowed to do that because we were young so we, we could start everything from fresh and I think some schools come in here and think wow these things are great but they've got their systems ingrained so it's harder to move back because you effectively have to sack members of staff that you're going to replace with a bit of technology. Mm -hmm. Speaking of staff, what do you look for when interviewing teacher candidates? Uh, so for teachers, we look at, obviously we look at just teaching competencies. So every teacher is, does a sample teaching lesson with us that comes here for interview. Um, but more importantly for, the, for us, actually, is, um, I mean, assuming they hit our, our standard of teaching and learning, which is quite high here, um, is that the value fit, so organisation fit, so we have a whole competency-based um, interview where we assess them against our values, and we've made the mistake in the past where we've we've someone has been technically maybe good enough, um, but they don't um, they don't align to our values, and that never works out in in my experience and from doing more broader reading, uh, that is a, a very bad thing to do. So values. Um, and that, that's a hard decision to make when technically someone's good and there's a shortage of teachers and you think, well, come on, we'll, we'll make it work, even though they're not quite like, you know, us or the school or they don't fit the sort of, um, it's a difficult decision to say no to that person, but we will now say no to those people because it will just cost you more in the long run when you have to replace them. It will create more of a headache. It will um, become an exhausting problem. So values and teacher competency are the two things we look at. Excellent. What methods do you employ at the moment to improve retention of your staff? Yeah, so we're we're looking at that, and you know, there's a we're we're a small school, so we have three hundred students, so we're limited in terms of um, progression on the pay scale. We're limited in terms of um, TLRs. We're basically limited in terms of how much money we can give all our staff. We have some absolutely fantastic staff, so we're thinking quite deeply about this at the moment. Now we're at the sort of four year mark about. What are the in-kind things we can do as well? So building that strong culture is the first thing, but I've already spoken about. Having a really clear vision means I think it will be quite difficult for some of our teachers to leave to other institutions because they're so bought into the vision and the way we work, which is fundamental. But then there's some other things around the side. You know, we're starting to look at um, time in lieu models. Um, 
you know, te while teachers have lots of holidays, they're also very restricted to when they can take time. So if we can say, you know, you can take half a day on a Friday if you need to travel to a wedding. Um, so we're, we're, we're offering in more incentives like that, particularly at the end of the year when, and, and key points in the year where, um, where we actually think there's, there's not a lot of impact on, on students in lots of cases. So we've extended our Christmas holiday by two days, which sounds small, but, you know, what we find is most schools in that, when they have to come back in the Monday and the Tuesday on the sort of 19th and 20th of December do absolutely nothing. So we made a decision, let's just cancel those days. And that's two extra days of, of holiday. Every member of staff has at Elan, but they don't get at other schools. So, you know, we're looking at various things and we're focusing now on what what, tra what proper training needs that go beyond just pointless courses um, we can provide our staff to, to ensure that they feel like they're also being developed here. So that's another big thing that we're, we're working on. But... No, I don't think that's an area of strength at the moment. Okay, great. This question is particularly pertinent to you being a music academy. Um, you have to perform one song at assembly. What's it going to be? Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and for our next podcast, you get to ask one question. What's that? Um, that's a good question. If I were asking a question to another leader or, or someone working in a school, I would probably say, what is the one system or process in your school that you think is serves no purpose and is archaic now that we do just for the sake of doing because it's been done for the last 100 years? You know, whether that's morning registration or whether that's assembly or whether that's um, break time duty or something, I don't know. Um, what, you know, if you were able to approach your school from a design thinking perspective, what would you get rid of because you think it has no impact? Okay, great. Well, thanks for being with us today, Charlie. Appreciate your uh, candid answers. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. In the Staff Room is brought to you by Teacher HQ. Teacher HQ is where talented teachers get hired. Find out more at www teacherhq.co.uk